0: Blog Talk Radio
1: the broadcast. Again, this is Prayer International Radio, and my name is Patrick Sanders, and we're going to be talking tonight about speaking to your mountain, the things that are in our lives that uh, stand in the way of the fullness that God has called us to. Um, the Lord requires that we receive his word and speak his word, and it's in the speaking of his word that that deliverance comes to us. So let's start out with prayer. Father God, we just praise you in the mighty name of Jesus, that you are powerful, Father, that you are all-powerful over all of our problems, and that, uh, Father, is not by might nor by power, but by your strength, it is by your Spirit that we overcome the odds of all things, Father. And uh, we just give you the thanks and praise and pray that uh, every mountain in our lives would be leveled by the Word of God, that you put such a fire and such a strength in us, Lord God, that the power of your Word would proceed out of our mouth and uproot everything that would seek to plant itself against us, Father, and that you'd draw us into that promised land, that goodness that you called us to in your Son, jesus christ father god we give you the praise in jesus name i wanted to talk today about something that's been sticking with me that i've not been able to get rid of and it's about the promise of eternal inheritance that has been given to us in christ and in the old testament god's people the people of israel were in a state of bondage and they had a pharaoh over them that was not going to let them go. And God called them out of darkness into the light of the promised land. And he had to plague Pharaoh in order to let them go out of that place of darkness, that they might come into that place of inheritance. So we see with uh, Moses and Joshua, they fought all the Canaanite families to clear the land so that they might enter in. to to what God had for them and it was a land flowing with milk and honey and these things were written for our edification that we might read them and know them understand them and apply them to our lives and so what was then is still now there's nothing new under the sun and I wanted to read from Hebrews chapter 9 verse 15 and it says that for this cause he that is Jesus the mediator of the new testament that by means of death for the redemption of the transgressions that were under the first testament they which co- are called might receive the promise of eternal inheritance for where a testament is there must also of necessity be the death of the testator for a testament is of force after men are dead otherwise It is of no strength at all why the testator liveth. Now, this is King James, and so the word testator is actually a benefactor. It's when you write out a last will and testament, you're writing out who you're going to give your inheritance to when you pass on, and as long as you're alive, you don't uh, pass that inheritance on. And so Jesus has an inheritance for us. He wants us to walk in that eternal life, that promise of internal inheritance that He Himself walked in while He was on the earth. He wants to transfer that to us so that what He had, we ha- we ha- can have right now. It um, says in Titus, I'm going to go to that real quick because it talks about the same thing. says in Titus 1, verses 2 and 3, says in hope of eternal life which God that cannot lie promised before the world began now what is eternal life eternal life is the type and the quality of life that God himself lives and he wants us to inherit it inherit that same type of life he wants us to come out of Egypt and come into this promised land of this land flowing with milk and honey it says but hath in due times manifested his word through preaching which is committed unto me according to the commandment of God our Savior. So, God manifests through His Word, through preaching, through the Gospel, hearing it, we, uh, it triggers faith in us, and by that faith we enter in. And Hebrews chapter 3 and 4 talks about not all who were called to the promise actually possessed the promise, because they did not mix the Word of God with faith, and faith is an action, And the first action you take to inherit God's promise is the speaking of His Word. When you speak His Word, you enter in to the glory of His promise. That uh, obedience begins with your mouth. Obedience begins with your heart. It begins with uh, developing a new attitude and getting your mind right with God. Coming into agreement with the Word of God because he says that they which are called might receive the promise of eternal inheritance. God's calling you out of your Egypt and he's calling you into a destiny that flows with milk and honey. And um, he's called us away and out of the darkness and into the light and we have to line up with it. See, the, uh, the Bible... We're to line up our mi- our minds and our hearts and our mouths with what Scripture says, and what you call a Bible, I call a checkbook, because a checkbook lists uh, all, has is filled with all these promissory notes, and if you flip from Revelation uh, from Genesis to Revelation, you're flipping through a checkbook, and God's written out all these checks of promises, otherwise known as promissory notes, and when you flip that. Uh, check over and you write on the back of it, you endorse it, you're able to transfer uh, the funds that are in your bank account uh, to cash, to convert that check to cash, to a manifestation on earth, because what's in heaven is, is written and is there waiting for you, but it's through agreement that you enter in to what God has for you because it says that two. how can two walk together unless they be agreed and how can you cash a check unless you endorse it when you're signing something when you're endorsing it you're coming into agreement with what is written on the front of that check and what is on the front of that check that promissory note is the promise of God God promises to pay to the order of and put your name in there and um, He promises to provide all of your needs. Uh, Every promise, there's a promise for every need that you have. And this Bible is a checkbook. It's a personal checkbook. And He's waiting for you to endorse it. He's waiting for you to come into agreement with His Word. And when you do so, it begins to transfer the heavenly bank account. Let me uh, go to Peter and tell you about this bank account. First Peter chapter one verse three and four it says, "Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a, a lively hope, that it is a living hope, by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible, and undefiled, and that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you." You have a bank account reserved in heaven for you. You've got met needs reserved in heaven for you. And it cannot be defiled. It cannot be corrupted. It cannot be fade away. It's got your name on it. And it's there waiting for you, ready for you. Your destiny, your calling, your anointing, your gifts. Um, the love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control of the Holy Spirit of Christ's nature. All those things there are waiting for you uh, to sign those promissory notes, to come into agreement with what He's given you so that the, the reality would be transferred from heaven to earth. It says, Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now remember, we talked about a will, uh, like a testament, that has been written out a will that's been written out with the inheritance written unto your name waiting for you to to cash in on it, um, it says thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven so everything that God has written for you and his promises that's his will and Christ as the benefactor has died to transfer that will so you can have receive that inheritance of the, of the promises. He wants what's in heaven, in your bank account, to be transferred to you on earth and that that will would be opened because Jesus Christ, the benefactor, has died and now we can inherit what He had all along and we can walk as Christ did upon the earth as as one of His many sons of God. It says in Second Peter chapter 1, verse 2, Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, it is God's will that grace and peace be multiplied unto you. And if it be God's will, then who or what can stand against it? Verse 3, according to His divine power, hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness, through the knowledge of Him that hath called you to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto His exceeding great and precious promises, that's promissory notes in your checkbook, that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust and so you see that it is by the promise that we enter into the promised land that we enter into the land of manifestation we enter in to the land of every met need this land whereby we can become partakers of his divine nature having His love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control. It's our inheritance to have peace in a storm. It's our inheritance to walk in God's humility when people are uh, trying to provoke us in pride, to act out. And so we can walk in that life and that godliness that pertain to us, that divine power that is given unto us, Whereby exceeding, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these you might become partakers of your inheritance. And so it says in Hebrews, uh, that's a really important Hebrews chapter three and four are really important. It's they are they are rewriting the history of the children in, uh, of Israel in Egypt. They are rewriting the history of Moses and, and Joshua, what they did in fighting the Canaanites and entering in. All that's uh, crystallized, condensed within Hebrews 3 and 4. It recounts them being in Egypt. And it says in uh, Hebrews three nineteen. so we see they could not enter in because of unbelief. Let us therefore fear, lest a promise being left unto us of entering into his rest, any of you should seem to come short of it. For unto us was the gospel preached, as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. And so that's recounting what I just read in Second Peter, that whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises. Promises of a of a land of milk and honey of every met need uh, that by these you might become partakers of the divine nature. So when we go into the promised land, it's a land of God's righteousness. It's a land of, of many, many things that I could talk about. But my point is that all this inheritance, all that God has for us, is something that we have to believe into it says in Romans 5 too, it says by grace uh, by faith we enter into this grace this grace is accessed by faith and we know that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God so if you were to isolate the key on how you enter in to the kingdom of heaven here on earth and God wants his kingdom come his will to be done on earth and there's no sickness or disease in heaven so he doesn't want any sickness or disease to be in your life on earth the way that you enter into that is through the word of God it's through hearing his word that produces faith and by faith we enter into the promises you've got to endorse those promissory notes of, of uh, inheritance you've got to turn that check over you've got to uh, write your name which whenever we endorse a check, it's you coming into agreement with the amount that is written on the front of the check. You're coming into agreement with what is being promised. And sometimes that's hard to do, because what God promises contradicts your natural experience. Um, His kingdom, He said His kingdom, repent for the kingdom is now, repent for the kingdom is at hand. And so repent. We need to turn our, our mind around. We need to change our thinking. Our thinking needs to be changed in order for us to enter in. We have to come under a renewal of thought. Because it says, so we, we see that uh, they could not enter in because of unbelief. It was because of uh, they hardened their hearts. And they did not hear His voice, but provoked in Egypt therefore they did not come out of Egypt because of what was in their mind what was in their heart so we've got to work on ourselves we've got to deal with whatever lack of belief that is inside of us and faith comes by a quiet time when you have quiet time with God that's when you have the ability for everything to be changed simply by hearing God's voice and Eli- Elijah he heard the still small voice of God and he was a man who entered into the great inheritance the promises and the power of God how did he do that he, he did that by hearing God's voice he was at a mouth of a cave he was off isolated by himself and he heard the still small voice of God speak to him and that re-established his faith, it reestablished his connection to God and he was able to get back into the game after running from Jezebel simply by hearing God's voice Jesus said, the day is coming and now is when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God and they that hear shall live and so Elijah came out of his cave, he came out of his darkness came out of uh, running and being afraid because, simply because he heard God's voice and so what you've got to do is you've got to isolate the active ingredient. Uh, sometimes they come up with a botanical uh, cures from nature, things that they find in plants. They isolate the active ingredients, and they put it in the form of a pill, and it brings healing to the body. And so the active ingredient, the thing that's really going to put you over and get you out of fear and get you away from Pharaoh and into the Promised Land is simply hearing God's word because they that hear it, uh, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God but if you don't have a quiet time free of distraction if you're not off like Elijah was isolated at the cave then how are you going to hear, hear that still small voice? and if you don't hear that still small voice then how are you going to rise above your circumstances and come to that place of sonship, that place of adoption where you have access to the inheritance. See, God wants us to come into that inheritance and have that access. It's the reason why Jesus died, so that we can uh, come into that eternal hope, that eternal promise. And He says, your kingdom come, your inheritance for my sons and daughters come now, not later, thy kingdom come now. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand, it's in your hand it is in the checkbook it is in the promissory notes it is within your ability to endorse the back of God's promises coming into agreement and when you come into agreement the transfer is made so that it's no longer held in your account in heaven but it is transferred to you on earth and you cash in Again 1st Peter chapter 1 verse 3 and 4 Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ which according to his abundant mercy has begotten you again unto a lively hope unto a living hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead you've been begotten again unto an inheritance that is eternal that God has called you to he has called you out of poverty he's called you out of depression he's called you out of all types of oppression He's called you out of a, a nature of, sin, of being a sinner and to his divine nature to walk in his righteousness. He's called you out again unto a living hope and uh, to an inheritance incorruptible, undefiled, and that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you. You have got a bank account, and God has written out checks pay to the order of, and fill in your name. He has written those things out for you. And all you have to do is sign the back of the check. How can two walk together unless they come into agreement with one another? And the next scripture we're going to go to is Galatians chapter 3, starting at verse 29. And if ye be Christ, then are ye Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. We inherit according to the promise. And the way the promise works works is that it's activated by faith. And you've got to search out that um, active ingredient. You've got to isolate a quiet time with God. The place where that active ingredient of faith is born is born in a quiet place. It's born in a hidden place. It's born in an isolated place where it's just you in the Bible, you in prayer, you in worship, and that is your fountain. That's where you draw the Word of God from. Because the time is coming now is when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God, and they that hear shall live. There were a bunch of people, the children of Israel, who died in the wilderness because they did not hear. Don't be one of those people who don't develop your hearing. He that has ears to hear, let him hear. See, if you go to the gym and you work out, you've got to work out with your, your hearing ears. You have to develop the ability to hear and to understand what God is saying because it's critical. For God would not have you be a child tossed to and fro by the winds and waves of darkness, Um, Galatians chapter 4 verse 1 continuing Now I say that the heir as long as he is a child Differeth nothing from a servant Though he be lord of all See you've got an inheritance But as long as you're a child and you're understanding You're going to be tossed to and fro By every wind and wave of darkness that, That tries to hinder you Because God's got a plan for your life And the devil's got a plan as well but it's when we get into God's Word that we raise up a standard against the enemy. It's when we get into God's Word that we're able to speak light into the darkness. And He wants you to perform this task. He wants you to do this work. Uh, verse 2, But it's under tutors and governors until the time appointed of the Father. Even so, when we were children, were in bondage under the elements of the world. And God would not have you to be a child. He would have you to come... Uh, into that inheritance and to no longer be a servant and to be lorded over by your problems. He wants you to conquer your problems rather than having your mountains and your problems uh, get the best of you. Verse 4, But when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth His Son, made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem them that were under the law that we might receive the adoption of sons. And what I see in that is that God is sending His he sent His Son, it says. And Jesus is the Word. And it says, uh, He sent His Word to heal us and deliver us from our distractions. It says that in Psalm 107, verse 20. He sent His Word, or His sword, into your life. He sent light to dis- for you to use that light to destroy the darkness. But when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth His Son, made of a woman, made under the law. See, you're the woman and just like um, Jesus' mother Mary gave birth physically to the Word, so God wants you to give birth to uh, an understanding, a revelation of His Word. He wants you to give birth to the Word of God out of your mouth, out of your heart, out of your mind. Um, It says that the Word was made of a woman made under the law and the law is the law of sowing and reaping. You've got to, if you want to reap, you've got to sow. If a woman wants to reap a baby in her womb, she has to sow. A man and woman have to come together. That seed has to create the baby. And so God's giving you seed. His, his Bible is a seed box, is, is, is a packet of seeds. And you've got to plant those seeds in the womb of your heart. You've got to plant them in the womb of your mind. And as you do that, it's going to take root and it's going to blossom. And it's gonna bear forth truth, and truth is light, and light drives away darkness. Truth is a sword and it and it cuts the enemy. It says, uh, the word has come and to be birthed of a woman under the law of sowing reaping, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoptions of sons. See, it's the law of darkness, it's the law of the enemy that He he tries to bring against us. The law of darkness, the law of death, is at work in our lives, but God is releasing a new law into our lives. And once we speak God's Word unto the laws and the restrictions of the enemy that He's trying to put upon our minds, um, then we enter in, we receive adoptions as sons. Sonship... Is to have an inheritance sonship is to have a blessing but the law being under the law of darkness and hearing what the enemy is saying and believing that what he's saying his lies are our law our truth or just the way it is and you're under the law and you're under his truth and this is just the way things are with me and this is just the way things work that's a limitation And God wants to destroy that limitation by sending the truth to you. But you've got to create a womb. You've got to create a safe place for that Word to grow in you. The sword starts out as a sprout. It starts out as something that's soft and delicate within you, but it grows to something that's greater and more powerful and um, speaks of greater things. So you've got to create that quiet time. You've got to create that place of rest. You've got to come to that place of quietness before the Lord where you can hear because by faith we have access to this grace. And faith comes by hearing. And hearing comes by a quiet place. You can't hear with all the chatter. You can't hear with all the distractions. You've got to create that womb. A womb is a safe place for God's Word to grow in your heart, to grow in your mind, so that it will eventually come forth as a sword. It will come forth as a sword out of your mouth, like a lightning bolt, like a fire, like a hammer. And it's going to crack and break those mountains of oppression, of a hindrance that are upon your life. Look at all the people who did not inherit the promised land. Their children entered in, but they did not. And so these things were given unto us as an admonition. that. Uh, we can come out from under Pharaoh's spell. We can come out from those laws. See, Pharaoh had a law, and he held them back by his laws and say, no, you've got to stay a slave. You've got to stay here. You've got to stay bound. But God called them out of that darkness. But even though he calls us, we have to respond in faith. Because it's by faith that we have access to this grace by His exceeding great promises we have are, are made partakers of the divine nature that we enter into that milk and honey of His righteousness His confidence His joy His glory His peace God wants to give you peace in the middle of a storm that's your inheritance as a child of God God has greater things for us and Abraham when he began this journey of faith, uh, not only was the story of Moses and Joshua inheriting the land recorded for us today, but also Abraham's life was recorded because Abraham accessed and inherited the promises by faith. He calleth those things which be not as though they were. And it wasn't just written for his sake, it says in Romans 4, but for our sake as well, that we would be able to come into that deliverance, that glory, that blessing, that faith, uh, of faith that Abraham himself experienced. He was our example. He was our role model. He was our instructor. He's our teacher. And in the beginning, he tried to fit things together to try and make God's promise come to pass in his life. He was... Uh, was not confident. He, he, Sarah and Hagar, Hagar made um, Ishmael, thinking that this is surely the way that God's promise is going to come to pass. And so there was a time when God spoke to him in, in Genesis chapter twelve and fourteen and fifteen, where he was just young in the faith, where he was trying to make things work, wasn't understanding why, and was trying to do, do good, but. It just wasn't working out his faith. and But then he came to a place in Genesis chapter 22 with his, where his faith crystallized. His faith came to maturity. And he said when he took uh, Isaac to sacrifice him on the mountain, he told the people that were with him. He said, I and the lad are going up on, onto the mountain to sacrifice and will return. So at that point, that's the language of faith. He knew that God could raise Isaac from the dead. And he, he went up there um, with every intention of of uh, sacrificing Isaac before the angel stopped him. Because he, his faith had cr- come to a point where it crystallized, where he believed that God's promise that he was going to be a father of many nations was going to come true no matter what. The... Uh, the childishness, the immaturity of his faith, when he was trying to make things work with him, Sarah, and Hagar, all that had fallen away and had come to a crystallization, a purification, a maturity, to where he had the language of faith. And he knew that God was able to raise up Isaac from the dead. And so those who are children are tossed to and fro as as he... And Sarah were tossed to and fro for a season at a time, waiting on God's promise, wondering, uh, going from faith to doubt, from doubt to faith, from faith to doubt, up and down, double-minded. Well, he wasn't double-minded in Genesis 22, and that is your journey. That is the journey of faith that God wants to perfect in you. He is the author and the finisher of your faith, and he desires to perfect it within you just like he did in Abraham's life just like he did with Abraham he's going to do it with you and as long as we're children uh, it says now I say that the heir as long as he is a child differeth nothing from a servant though he be lord of all we've got all this love, joy, peace, patience, kindness we've got all this healing and deliverance from disease and poverty but we haven't quite entered into our inheritance and it's because of a childish immaturity in our faith But know that God is the author and the finisher of your faith, and that good work which He started, He is going to finish. He is going to crystallize your faith. He is going to uh, purify it and mature it, just like He did with Abraham. So this is our hope. This is our blessing from God, that He is able to lead us into the very promise that He gives us. Father, right now we just give You thanks and praise in the mighty name of Jesus, and I pray for everyone listening that they would receive the full measure of faith, that they would receive that purity, Father, that maturity in the Spirit. That, Lord God, we thank You that this good work that You've started, You're going to complete it. You're going to finish it unto the end. You're a faithful, Father God. God is faithful who has called us out of the darkness and into the light. We thank You, Father, that You're going to finish this journey that You've called us on. And, Lord, right now, we just repent of any hard-heartedness, any lack of response of faith, Lord. And we pray that that be washed out of our hearts and our minds by the blood of Jesus, and that it would be replaced with the fresh faith of the Holy Spirit. Lord, cause it to come to pass. Mature and nurture our faith, Lord God, that we might inherit everything that You have for us, O God. And we give You the glory and the praise in Jesus' name. Amen.
2: at